Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This episode of Costcast is brought to you by Hero Hair, the real wig experience. Ask around, ask other cosplayers. Yes. Ask for help, please. <laughs> if another, if you see like on Instagram another cosplayer cosplaying someone that you want to work on, ask them how they're making it. Because a lot of times it could help. You know, it could be like a cheaper option than we were originally thinking of. Hello and welcome to Coscast. I am your host, William, also known as White Fan Cosplay. And with me, I have... Hi, my name is Gabby. I'm also known as Flower Wolf Cosplay. Hello, my name is Alex, and I'm also known as Strictly Cosplay. Great to have you on our official set now, yes. not just on location. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it was fun, but obviously it's like more stressful like trying to put this something together that's not normal. So, but yeah, great to have you here in person on set, which is obviously ideal, um, and great to have you on again for the second time. Thank you for so. having me. Alex, I feel like it's been a while since you've been on like a normal episode. Yeah, I feel like I haven't been on Coscasts in a while. I just haven't really had anything to, to add to it, I guess. So it's it's nice to be back, you know? <laughs> I, it's it's funny because I also do ir uh, Inconceivable with you as well. Yeah, so, I so can, you don't feel like you're starting kind of, but Yeah, it feels like they blend together sometimes, <laughs> but uh, no, it's... Good to be back mm. here. Yeah. Speaking of which, if you are someone who loves pop culture, which if you're cosplay, obviously you do, be f uh, feel free to check out our other cosecast, uh, our other podcast rather, <laughs> Inconceivable, where we talk about all of our favorite theories and opinions of things, pop culture, movies, anime, TV shows, you name it, video games as well. So go check it out. Um, if you're listening to Coscast, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can also find Inconceivable, or just go to geekkind.tv. Without further ado, let's get into it. The first thing that we want to talk about as our topical segment is um, a lot of things in general surrounding Colossicon East. Obviously, well, Colossicon in general, I should say, being the organization. Um, Colossicon East is coming up in a few weeks now. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Um, so this has been very... Um, really been amped up because of how close this is coming up. So uh, there has been some history um, and depending on your situation, depending on your involvement with the conventions, you may or may not know with them, dating all the way back to 2013 of some very, um, not very um, appropriate to say the least, um, words and actions by a lot of the head staff from Colossicon. Um, and this applies to both Colossicon Prime and Colossicon East. Obviously, Colossicon East has only existed for a few years, but same staff, same applications. So there's been a lot of talks and wrongdoings from the staff, but really nothing has come of it whatsoever. And I don't know if that's just because they haven't been quote-unquote big enough, or they just haven't been told to the right people, or um, they just weren't be able to, there wasn't enough like um, facts to prove it, Things to back it up. Whatever the case, I think part of it was 
because so many of the head staff were involved, they'd all defend each other. So it was a very, how are you going to get, like, if the whole, like, top, like, four people are, like, the ones doing the problems, who's going to get rid of them? You know, yeah. so it's been a sticky situation. Um, last year was the second year for Colossal and East, and they ran into a problem um, that we're kind of bringing up because oh, it's something that happened to them. And also, any of my experience with Colossal is with Colossal East. I've never been to Colossal Prime. Um, have you? No, I'm planning to go to next year, though. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you haven't been to either. Nope. But that's okay. <laughs> Your opinion is still valid. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Um, you good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, I'm speaking as best as I can from other people's accounts, but anything from my personal opinion is going to be based off of my experience of Colossicon East, just to make that very uh, clear. Um, but yeah, so... The first year, I didn't really, there wasn't any controversies or other problems that I heard of. Um, unless if it was that year, or was it last year? Um, the only one of the things that I heard, um, like that was, that was related to what's going on now, before now, was one of my friends who was competing in the cosplay competition said that the winner didn't really seem like deserving of the winner. And not just, um, oh, I thought my cosplay was more impressive, but like very obviously on a different skill level, you know, like say, um, and we're talking the best in show cosplay, you know, so someone saying from like a novice slash intermediate won the thing when obviously there was a much different amount of effort and detail and just overall size of a cosplay versus cosplay. And not just for herself, she was saying like there was several other cosplays that would have picked far over the one that actually won. And there were some rumors that the thing was rigged or someone paid um, like bribe to get the position and I heard that you know I was disappointed that it felt like whoever won it didn't seem to really make sense I was very not um, jumping to any conclusions about things being rigged or bribed I think that's a pretty lofty accusation to make especially when you're in the competition yourself I get it you lost people can be upset but I wasn't exactly discounting the thing. That's something that I just kind of pushed to the side until I actually heard any other opinions about it. And that was kind of the only thing I heard about it, so I never really even thought twice about it after that point. Fast forward to last year, um, we had an opinion where this one is not directly related to them, but it is something that came up with the Colossicon organization, which is important for later on. Um, last year during Sunday, we had a situation where um, everything has been great, the whole convention, except that Sunday, around, I think noon is when it started happening. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, um, and what's interesting is that my friends had this problem. It was like so many of my friends. I never came across this problem myself, so I felt very <laughs> fortunate. I guess I just got in under the radar before everything else. Um, I also didn't have any props, but yeah, so they were taking out anyone who had props they said that you can bring them in. And we're not talking, oh, you can't take a sword into the water park. They were like, my friend had a cape and he couldn't take the cape in to the water park. So first off, there has been no... So, no capes? Yeah, no <laughs> capes! Yeah, literally the first thing. <laughs> exactly it. Um, literally couldn't take any sort of prop whatsoever in. Anything that could be possibly even more so. Like, I wouldn't consider a cape a prop, but it's just part of the cosplay. Yeah. But whatever um so people were being turned away left and right for bringing stuff in stuff that they've been bringing in all weekend um then people were told that they could not take pictures of any sort 
um, which obviously people have been doing all weekend. It got so bad. Um, obviously, I think like the cape is one of the worst things I heard on the prop side of things. Um, but on the picture side of things, um, I've been told on a few accounts that they were taking a group selfie and some staff told them they couldn't do that. Really? Yeah. It was terrible. So afternoon, so the argument from the uh, Kalahari staff that they were telling people as they were entering the water park was the convention is over, like these new rules apply because of, you know, the normal, like the, the other attendees coming in. And we're like, no, the convention goes till 5 p.m. on Sunday. There's still the whole afternoon to go through before it's over. And didn't matter. They were still continuously doing that. It ticked off a lot of people. Um, we, everybody was complaining. Everyone was confused. And there was a lot of ruckus about it. And no one knew why it was happening until after the convention was over. Quickly online, we get a lot of information now. Um, and we start to build this story. Apparently, a few people... Um, not together. I think some few, uh, a few separate people came to the Kalihari staff specifically, being the resort, the hosting place of Kloscon East, saying that they found that there was, um, they didn't like um, that there was people in costumes at the water park. They thought that some of the costumes were inappropriate, and um, they didn't like that people were taking pictures of of their kids and stuff like that. Like We weren't taking pictures of your kids. We don't want your kids. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want your kids. Trust me, they'll be photoshopped out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and apparently the staff made the decision without the convention staff's approval to, you know what, basically, I mean, this is just me saying what I think that's going through the head. Con's close enough being over, just... D give them what they want, you know, and you know, the, the con people have had their fun, they've had it all weekend, you know, it's okay if we cut, cut it a few hours short um, and then they just did a 180 on the rules yeah. and pff, yeah, it got bad and the reason why this is really important is because people had been paying for photo shoots, so many photo shoots didn't happen on Sunday that were scheduled to happen, so people had invested money in these big expensive shoots no longer happening. Photographers were losing out on money that they were depending to pay for their stay at the Classicon. So this was a huge problem for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it just kind of was a real bummer way to end a weekend on the convention, you know? Yeah. So that was a whole thing. And um, the Classicon staff um, explained that they had no idea what was going on. The way that this whole thing is set up is that you've got the resort, um, slash water park that's in the middle of this V, basically. And you've got hotel rooms on each side of the Vs. The convention center is at the end of one of those V sections. So you've got a whole half of a hotel between the, like just rooms, between the water park and the actual convention hall. So it takes a good five minutes walking to get from the water park to the convention space. Mm -hmm. um, and for the most part, there's not a lot of actual con staff by the water park. They don't really have any reason to. You don't need a badge to get into the water park. You need a badge to get into the convention area. So they don't really have any reason to be over there. Um, however, this did cause some problems because then basically the, the resort staff made a call on their own and just, this is what we're dealt with. So, and the convention staff felt very, uh, very bad about it. Um, they said that this was not in the contract. You know, they had signed on for the convention to be there till five. 
and um, they were very unhappy with them. They they gave an apology pretty quickly on Twitter about it. They said that they met with the Kalahari staff, I believe, twice about it in meetings about the whole situation and make, making sure that it will never happen again. So I really applaud um, the Colossicon staff in this instance to um, their quick response and their resp uh, responsible action about the whole situation. Mm -hmm. um, Granted, this whole situation seems to be very swept under the rug compared to all the controversies that they have been, and it wouldn't surprise me if the reason why this is is because the people involved in this action wasn't the people who are responsible for this controversy. I think the people leading to make these things right from last year was not the same people who were involved with the controversies. From what I've heard, it doesn't sound like it would be the same group because yeah. from what I've heard, the people in these controversies don't give a crap about cosplayers or the convention people at all so it would make no sense that they would go to this length to make things right you know yeah. so that was good and that leads us up to recently and for a lot of people i believe the um um the the information was first brought out by a person named i don't know how to say the person's last name i don't know how you want to say that but um yes sarah fonheiser uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people have seen this post. It went pretty viral within the cosplay community. Um, basically, bringing people the information of snapshotting a lot of conversations of the head staff, um, I believe four or five people total, um, of just being very... some very racial comments towards specific races, some very... Um, just insensitive things to people in general. Some very like, uh, like bad things talking about. Um, I guess the 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 least perverse, uh, the the most appropriate way to say is that uh, calling people thoughts. Yes. Obviously, they did way worse than that. But just just for the sake of of uh, for not saying anything too inappropriate, there was a lot of that talking up. And also another thing, not to get too in depth with, um, because of um, rating stuff. Um, there was some very serious allegations um, regarding, um, how should I put this, um, sexual assault? assault? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and from what I've heard, those allegations have not been, um, have only been um, defended and not um, countered. So they're basically all been, all been but confirmed, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, at this point, a lot of people are riled up. A lot of people already have... People were bringing up stories about being involved in the convention, saying their complaints, saying how they've been treating with it, and a lot of damage done by personal relations with the head staff. A lot of, you know, they only treat the people that they like well, and so it gives this weird perception of people being like, I don't know where this came from, and then people being like, they've been a, like a jerk to me this whole time. So... Um, basically, this whole thing was just uncovering their true colors and stuff like that. And at first, it was just one thing about a pretty racially insensitive conversation that was on um, Facebook or Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, but then, as people started in the comments showing their stories and their interactions, the amount of conversations was concerning, to say the least. And it very quickly became a situation of... Um, not just a one-time mistake, but a very um, 
a very consistent problem with these people and just who they are as people. And like I said at first, it's been going on since as early as 2013, so it's been a very long time as well. So now all these people with all this information beginning um, started t uh, tweeting hashtag boycott Colossicon East, boycott Colossicon, all these things saying that people shouldn't go, people saying that they should bring um, if they want to go to Water Park Con, either you go to the Kalahari with some like friend groups a different date, um, or just go to Yeti Con, which is another water park s con. It's not quite the same, but there is a water park elements to it. Um, people saying that you shouldn't go to anything involving them. People saying that you shouldn't share pictures from the conventions, or not share pictures, shouldn't tag them in pictures, shouldn't um, post anything regarding those cons period, mm -hmm. promoting them in any sort of positive light, like hardcore shut them down. Um, Colossicon uh, was quick to respond about the whole situation uh, fairly quickly, um, but it was, it, was, it was a whole few day uh, process, and well, I, I think the whole thing lasted like a week? A week, yeah. So the reason why we're talking about this, usually we don't, usually I prefer not to talk about things so quickly after they happen, like last time we talked about the whole UNESCO contact yes. thing, but we waited almost a month to talk about that to make sure all the information was out there and all the sides had been spoken and all that jazz. Um, but this, surprisingly, even though it was just a week ago, started quickly and then also ended fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and we are going to explain how that went down right now. So... The first thing that came up, Colossicon uh, tweeted this on August 26th, saying, For anyone who needs to hear this, we love you. Cosplayers of any kind are welcome and love. Please welcome Miranda as she takes over from Chris to make a positive Colossicon. So this was the first of several replacements of staff, and people were happy to see that response from Colossicon but nowhere near satisfied because, as we said, it was it was basically a click of the upper top um, people from Colossicon that was enabling all this to happen, and they all needed to be let go. And it seemed like a very unrealistic task as, like, how do you get rid of, like, the top people, you yeah. know, of a company, you know? Um, so, or organization, rather, in this case. So, um, it seemed like people were expecting some people to let go, but, like, for instance, I believe Donald, but the head of all of things, who was deeply involved with everything, um, people never expected him to be let go. But So we get, we get the first one, which was Chris, when he said that. Um, and then, um, you know, Sarah was also uh, reporting on the updates. Um, so... Chris Gary, being the first person let go, was the head of... Um, the head of cosplay. Yes. So, um, and then they were still looking to get rid of, they were still petitioning for Donald and James to be let go as well. Um, and she was saying that because Donald is the chair of the whole organization to not hold their breath. Um, James is, um, James Pion is a senior staffer. So they are all very like high up people. Um, so yeah. Um, and then after that, Let's go back to Colossicon to see their their most recent thing. I thought it had a screenshot. Apparently it didn't. So give me a second while I look it up. Um, but yeah, so they had a much bigger um, statement. Just I think it was either a day or two after. I'll find out in just a second here. Um, people. 
There we go. So they came out with a statement that was just a day after. Yep. Um, saying, and this is from Donald, the head chair, um, the last few days have been very turbulent. We had a staff member whose interactions over time have left many people feeling hurt. Parting ways with that staff member is insignificant. My laid back approach to this leadership allowed it to go too far and my own actions and words as well have been unprofessional, inappropriate, and uncaring. These things combined have left so many concerned that Kaloskan is affiliated events aren't a safe place for women, people of color, and LGBTQ plus community and all marginalized groups. The staff, the panelists, and most importantly, the attendees are responsible for making the event great over the years, and my involvement at this point is hurting that experience. With that being said, I'm stepping down out and out of the events effective immediately. At leaving things in better hands of my own, Victoria will be able to improve all the fun atmosphere and capable of making it a more intentionally inclusive event, such as women, people of color, and the LGBTQ plus community, and all marginalized groups will see that Coloscon is associated events will not only be a safe place to be, but a place to they feel welcomed and loved. Future policies and programming will be reflective of that. There will be further changes coming to other staff and staff behavior policies as well. Please give her and the staff your patience as they work through each change and prepare for Coloscon East. I sincerely thank you all for the times, for the happy times, and I apologize that my actions have disrupted that. Please be kind to each other, Donald. So what was your first thoughts when you saw that whole statement? Yeah, all at once. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see that statement. You yeah. read it to me. so. I, well, what's your first thoughts when you're hearing that <laughs> regarding the whole situation? Whoosh. Um, I kind of zoned out a couple times. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that it's good that he apologized and... Like, if it's necessary for him to step down, then, yeah, doing the right thing. Certainly want everyone to feel comfortable and, you know, happy mm -hmm. at the con, so. Yeah, yeah. he probably had, like, a epiphany, I guess. It was like, oh, my God, I'm... <laughs> I'm the problem. Yeah. I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm... I think it's because it could be two things, and I hope it's the first thing. It could be the first thing where he's never... There's never been a case where this has been brought all together before. There's been this whole thing in controversy involving the people at Coloscon has been a very person-to-person -person kind of communicative. Never before have I seen all this information brought to light, let alone all in one place. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it was the action of bringing these things all together in one movement, all in his face, seeing that, yeah, this is a consistent thing, and it's not just these one-off instances that you keep thinking of them as you are. You are not doing a great job as... Uh, a community leader led as, as a uh, respectable person towards others, you know? And so maybe that was what got him to change his mind. The other thing is, which is kind of my concern, I don't want to read too far into it, is that it's very official and it has everything that people want to hear and that's in a way almost concerning because it is so well wordily put and part of me questions whether it, it, he wrote it himself, you know? Um, and that's one of my concerns. There's no reason to believe that other than the fact that it, it almost is too good to be true because suddenly we have had this person that's been a problem at this convention for several years and then just um, just a few days after this whole thing was brought up, all of a sudden he steps down and has this perfectly worded apology. 
you know? Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I don't want to believe it's that. I want to believe that it was the first thing that he's finally come to his senses. Um, but part of me also with, you know, how this person has been behaving, it also wouldn't surprise me if that was the case too. Regardless, the person is no longer associated with the conventions by any means, has no longer any control, and that's really great news. And stuff that we thought that if ever was going to happen, we were going to have to wait years for it to happen. So yeah. it was very, um, obviously for the people who have, you know, interactions with Donald and all this, wish it happened much sooner than all these years, but it is right that as soon as this movement started, we saw swift action from the Classcon staff. Mm -hmm. So that's really great to see. Um, so, you know, obviously it sucks that it, it did take this long, but when, you know, people riled together to make the change, it actually did happen. And that's really encouraging to see, if yeah. anything, to take away from this. Um, and then I guess another thing to kind of bring this into a more positive thing, um, Victoria had a statement the day after yes. talking about, you know, her new that. position everything. And I'll just read that real quick. It said, hey, my name is Victoria, and I would like to formally make my first post as chair. I've been involved in the convention scene for many years now. I met my partner through cosplaying at conventions and have more friends through this community than any other aspect of my life. I attended conventions for many years before deciding I wanted to help be a part of the running them. But the past few years I've been but the past ugh. but the past few years I have gained experience working guest relations, running conics, con operations and risk management, conflict resolution and customer service. Would not surprise me if she was the person handing the whole thing from last year with the whole photography thing. Mm -hmm. The first change is that we have upgraded and revamped the anti-harassment policy to be up to standard with the needs of both our attendees and staff. Updated the guidelines of our social media to help make the environment that all feel comfortable in. Um, regarding that, something I should mention, a lot of these conversations was happening in the actual Facebook Colossicon group. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even these things that was being hidden very well, unfortunately. So for, like I said, for some people, this is very surprising. For others, this is something they've been dealing with for years. Yeah. So, um, and currently in the process of solidifying an emergency response and disabilities service team. We also have created a safety patrol to help enforce the anti-harassment policy. The safety patrol is a number of people who contact and inform in case of emergency slash harassment. It will go live for this service right before the convention. Oh, it will go live. There you <laughs> go. Wait a minute. It will go live for this service right before the convention. As escalations can sometimes occur unexpectedly and quickly, it's advised that you have a number of accessible once it's available. You can see what we've implemented here at Colossicon.com slash rules dash policies. In addition to these needed policy changes, we continue to address the other outstanding grievances to ensure Colossicon and related events will continue to be safe, positive, and a fun environment for years to come. We are in a major time of adjustments and upgrades, and we hope that you'll be as excited as I am to go forward. Currently, myself and the staff will be working hard to make sure that in two weeks, Colossicon East will be ready to go for all who will join us. Though I may be running around busy, you are welcome to stop at uh, Knopos, Knopes to say hi anytime. I don't know. Knope. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh. <laughs> um, I assume it's um, it's what they call like just there, like um, if you need to contact staff at the convention, that's that's where she'll be. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that is great to see. Um, again, some really positive responses from it it sounds like 
for, as far as we are led to believe that it's heading in a really great direction. And I have felt like there has been a conflict of really good people involved and really bad people involved. So, because I've always felt like great things come from Colossicon, including the staff, but then also hearing some of these stories, I feel like I've been very fortunate to only be involved in the best parts of it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, because apparently there's just been endless amounts of negative parts involved. Um, so it's great to see that they're really approving. They have a great site. I really feel like Victoria is going to do a wonderful job. Yeah. And I'll um, definitely be looking forward to see what she does this year. Yeah. When I saw that statement, I was looking through the comments on Facebook and apparently like a lot of like attendees have like met her before and like spoke to her and they have like a very like positive, um, vibe, I guess. That's awesome. So, so she's already got the approval from all the yeah. people that had these problems. Yep. That's really So they're cool really see. excited to see like how colossal is going to be in the coming years that's awesome yeah so it sucks <laughs> that all these things have happened it sucks that there's been some really serious wrongdoings happening um both in words and in actions but it's really the the best part about it is seeing the change you know mm -hmm. and seeing that things are improving um and it's great to see what seemed like at first a very crazy situation that didn't seem very realistic to being solved so soon happened almost immediately and that's really rare to see so it's very great to see that it happened this way yeah so yeah um which is great because a lot of people like myself have already you know acquired rooms done shoes and all these things and all these obligations and investments into the convention and with it only being a few weeks away made it really difficult to like pull out as much yeah. as people wanted to support the boycott so uh, put a lot of people in a tough situation. So it was great to see that they were able to deal with that so people didn't feel like they had to be, um, had, had to decide between all the two other things. Because yeah. I saw a lot of people who were really like, I'm all for this, I totally understand. You know, I definitely don't appreciate all the things that have been said. Um, but like, I mean, you know, I paid for all these things and it's like, I think there's a way of, I was trying to think it's like, yeah, it sucks that it's the head people, but then also there are so many people involved in the convention that like are good and mm -hmm. want to make the best of this convention. It's like, I at the same time, you know, I don't want to support those people, but I also want to support all the volunteers that work so hard to make this happen. So yeah. it's like, where's the line, you know? But fortunately, you know, that really didn't have to be um, that big of a decision because basically we just found the whole action taking place and that's really great to see, mm -hmm. so cool yeah. well with that let's have a word from our sponsor hero hair we'll be right back this episode of costcast is brought to you by hero hair the real wig experience hero hair creates high definition feature film grade lace front custom cosplay wigs facial hair applications and hairpiece applications directly from the cosplayers inspired imagination this, is, this includes full screen accurate reproduction pieces down to the very last discernible detail these one-of-a-kind custom pieces are crafted by hand, specifically to the head shape, facial structures, and scalp typography of the client in order to elevate the client's wig to match the quality of the cosplay build itself and complete the transformative illusion of cosplay of the client's hero from any genre imaginable, whether it be movies, television, comics, historical, animation, and anime, and even original concepts. Our company was founded and is run by established entertainment industry wig masters and hair artisans, all currently working at the top levels of their fields. 
With wig and hair credits spanning feature film, television, and theaters, these elite professionals bring with them a combined total of more than 100 years of experience in crafting one of the most complex and often misunderstood aspects of cosplay, the transformative illusion of the wig, and the literal and figurative crown of cosplay. Thank you, Hero Hair, for sponsoring this episode of CosCast. All right, welcome back. Thank you, Hero Hair, for being our sponsor for this episode and this entire second season of CosCast. So, now that that's all been said, uh, we'd like to, before we head into our main topic, just a little tip kind of relating to our whole um, being a cosplayer on a budget. So one of the most helpful things you can do, especially if you're looking for any type of building materials when it comes to building your cosplays, two of the most popular stores to go to is Hobby Lobby and Joanne's Fabrics. And some of the, both of those stores have something in common, which is some crazy good coupons. In fact, yeah. it is almost a crime not to shop at those places and not use one of their coupons. I feel like they always have coupons. Like yeah. no matter yeah. what time of year, what day, whatever, <laughs> they have coupons. Like you can't never miss it. So I never miss it. I don't really use coupons at Hobby Lobby because I don't go there that often. But coupons have been basically a lifesaver at Joann's because like you can buy basically anything there. And I bought my uh, my cutting board there, and it was like maybe. $50 or something and then they had like this really huge coupon that brought that price way down so I I feel like I'm slowly turning into my mom or just be like do you have any coupons today? <laughs> <laughs> it's like download the app look at all the options so. <laughs> it's a lot easier now than it was like clipping from like the newspaper yeah. oh yeah oh my gosh <laughs> organize everything but yeah so both Hobby Lobby and Joann's have a very similar coupon system going on where they at almost at all times have a certain percentage off of one item for basically any item in the store. I think there's a few exceptions, but it's never anything we as cosplayers would need. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they usually start at around 20%. Um, often I usually see the 30 or 40% going yeah, on. Yeah, I usually use a 40. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's, that's a good discount. Those too. are rookie numbers. you got to bring that yeah. up. Yeah, and then, yeah, be on the lookout. Be in your community threads, you know, online on Facebook groups and stuff like that, and sometimes we'll have a 50% off coupon. And this applies to especially all your craft materials, including fabrics, and that's huge. So if you have a cosplay that's like has a lot of one fabric and you're looking to save a lot of money, wait for one of those big coupons, 40, maybe 50%. I see the 50% off maybe three or four times a year. So maybe not hold out for that one, but if you see a 40%, definitely jump at that opportunity. I see that usually for about half the year, you know? So mm -hmm. that one shouldn't be too hard to get. Um, fabric is really expensive. Exactly. It sure so, is. Yeah. I don't even work with fabric that much, but I'll see it and I'll just be like $5 for like a, what, a one by, by one? Yeah, yeah, it goes by yard. So a lot of like the, the nice fabric is yeah. at least like $15 to my, from my experience. We probably have it cheaper somewhere else, but what I've seen is like $15 <laughs> a yard. Which is a lot. It adds up. This is why I feel so much more comfortable with foam. <laughs> yeah, right? If you're someone who especially likes making things like dresses, stuff like that, this can come in huge clutch because you need crazy amounts of yards to make stuff like that. And to have, like, say, 40% off of six yards of any fabric, mm -hmm. it's going to be amazing, you know? Save you tons of money. I remember one time when I was working on a cosplay, I had this one fabric that was going to be, like, 60 bucks, 40% off, and it was, like, just over 30 bucks. I was like, heck yeah. I just want to say be careful if you're gonna have like more than one item because usually mm -hmm. they take the coupon on the cheapest item. Yes. Yeah, that's how it works. However, usually they are really good about it, and if you mention that beforehand, if they don't do it 
for you for that item, you could always do two separate transactions yeah. and make sure that you have one transaction that has all the other stuff and one transaction where you just um, have that one item and use it there. So yeah. there's around it. If they don't allow that, you buy that more expensive item, leave, go to your car, put it away, bring it back, and be like, ah, <laughs> oh, darn, forgot <laughs> to buy the other thing I needed. <laughs> that works too. It's but a little yeah. sneaky, but you know, it's cosplay. Yeah. So. But yeah, definitely great, great point there. Be proactive, making sure that the coupon applies for the item that you wanted in the first place. So yeah. All right, so let's get on to our main topic, being a cosplayer on a budget, which honestly is a lot of people. <laughs> yes. Sure is. Um, if, if you're starting out especially, this is something that you're going to definitely want to keep track of as it might be alarming how much money you can spend on cosplay. <laughs> the fact that I have found the whole convention, hotel, and travel side of things in the grand scheme of things is far cheaper than the cosplays themselves. Yes. So when people say that, wow, you have all this money to go, all these conventions, you know, stuff like that. Honestly, when you learn how to budget conventions, they're not that bad. But yeah. the cosplays are always expensive. So. Always. So you can get around. There's ways to have cheaper cosplays. But typically, if you see a cosplay in an anime, say My Hero, right? If you see like a My Hero cosplay that you want to do, chances are it's going to be more expensive than you can imagine. Yeah. And honestly, first tip for being a cosplayer on a budget, and we've talked about this before, but I'll reset it again here. The, the best budget cosplay stuff that you can do is buy the cosplay. And for some people, that may sound really sad and stuff like that. But if you're just starting out, that's a great place to start. Um, and if you're looking to save money, even if you might be surprised by cosplay that's 100 to $200, honestly, that's depending on the cosplay, is a great price. Yeah. You know? yeah. Especially yeah. when you're figuring in cost of time. Because yeah. you, may, you may set that aside for yourself, but honestly, some of these cosplays, it's a full-time job to make them, and you have to take that into account. If you're someone who works a lot and has, say, also school on top of that, you're not going to have as much time as you want to for this cosplay. Yeah. And the last thing you want is to be unhappy with it. So yeah. I don't know how I made so many cosplays when I was in school and <laughs> working. <laughs> now that I'm out of school and have a full-time job, I'm like making no cosplays. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I was I was making more cosplays back when I was doing a lot of overtime and now I'm not doing overtime. It's like what am I doing right now? I have so much time. I should just make a cosplay. What's great Something that's almost fun about being on a budget, right, is that part of the fun of cosplay is knowing that you're either A, not talented enough to do the most professional um, technique that's out there to do a certain, um, to make a certain thing, or B, you don't have the money to do that type of thing. For instance, oh, to make this trinket, it'd be the like far easiest to 3D print it, mm -hmm. but I don't have the money for it, and I don't have a 3D printer at home. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, how else can I make it, you know? So then the cool thing about being on a budget, as most people are with cosplay, is being really ingenious with weird ways to make objects that just don't exist. Yeah. And honestly, that can be one of the most fun parts of cosplay because when you do it, it's like you'll never guess what I made this thing out of. It's crazy. There's this great YouTube channel um, where they this guy is always challenged with making really budget cosplays. Um, and I think he makes most of his cosplays from either free stuff that you can get and stuff that you find at the dollar store. Like, it's yeah. so great. Like, there's a specific one that I always remember. Um, actually, two. He's made a Stormtrooper cosplay and a uh, Predator cosplay, all from stuff that's either free that you have around your house or from the dollar store. Oh and it God. was so cool. And it was really great. Well, you can't buy talent, so... <laughs> But that's something that you can always acquire. Yep. Yeah. Just a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. 
Yeah, I mean we've we've said this on the um, on the beginners cosplay podcast, but no one is talent. No one is a straight up talented cosplayer. You are talented in certain things, but the the art of cosplay involves so many crazy amounts of techniques and skills that there's not one person who just knows how to do all these things. Sure, you can have a certain group of talents that you can lean into. Say you're really good at sewing. Say you're really good at making like jewelry and stuff like that say and then you're also really good at makeup you know then you can lean into making stuff like dresses and gowns and stuff like that you know then you can be perceived as a really talented cosplayer but really what you're doing is leaning into the stuff that you know because if you gave that same person a bunch of foam and told them to make a foam armor they'd be like ah (laughs) yeah so um recently kamui cosplay I don't know if you're familiar with her sounds familiar she's a cosplayer that she lives in germany i think it is and she her and her husband make like a lot of like uh, quick like tutorials and stuff. She has like her own like cosplay book and everything for certain things. And she recently came out with a video saying like she appreciates like everyone loving her, but it it took time to get that talent. Like yeah. she's been doing this for years, and I think just like within the past like couple of years, she just learned how to sew a skirt. Oh, wow! Yeah, <laughs> so she can do like all this armor work, but like sewing. It, she just hasn't really delved into that, and it was only like within the past couple of years that she actually learned how to do it. That's I find, a mood. I feel <laughs> like most people either go, and, I, and it makes sense. I think some people who are there's some people who are really gifted at um, sewing, some people who are really gifted at like foam armor and stuff like that. Typically, they definitely exist for sure. There's very few people who are both like master craftsmen of both sewing and foam armor. Usually mm-hmm. you go in one direction or the other. Uh, there's there's not a cosplayer that's exi- that exists out there who is um, like a master of every single category. You've mm-hmm. got someone who can be a master of a few. Um, like Jessica Negri, the stuff that I've seen her build, like she does amazing armor. She's got like lights down really well. Yeah. Um, and just so many different other talents. But again, just leaning into those those talents and especially masteries. On the other end, you've got like say Cowbuck Crunchies, who is one of the, if not the most talented wig crafter oh, I've yeah. ever seen, um, is an incredible sewer, and she leans into those talents super hard. Yeah, back to just the Negri, when she did, I don't know if you saw the Sonic cosplay. Yeah. That was her first, like, insane wig styling. Really? Yeah, she said that was her first time doing, like, an insane, like, wig styling. See, even someone <laughs> like Jessica Negri, who has countless cosplays a year, you know, because that's, you know, that's her job, is to make cosplays, still hasn't done things like baking a crazy wig. Yeah. So, like, don't feel bad if you don't know how to do things. People, cosplayers are always, always, always learning. Even yeah. the best people, like Yaya Han, like um, Jessica Negri, all those top dogs that you look up to, they're always learning. And that's something that's so great, is that there's really no... The, the cap for cosplay only continues to being pushed forward. Mm-hmm. The best cosplayers of 20 years now could be compared to the average cosplayers of today. Yeah. The stuff that we now have available to us, the information that we have available to us, the tools that we now can use that cosplay so much easier and allow you to advance so quickly. Yeah. Um, but it has also allowed us a lot of options for stuff on the cheap, you know? Like I said, utilize places like the dollar store or Walmart. I go to Walmart a lot for stuff. You I know? usually go to Savers. Savers, that's another good one. I've been meaning to go to Savers. <laughs> Because the I savers, yeah. For savers, is not just donated stuff. So like, if a, um, like a company like Nike or something, they had like old, 
like outdated clothes, I guess, mm-hmm. that aren't selling, they'll bring it to Savers. So they have like a lot of like new stuff as well from other corporations that just like bring in stuff that aren't selling. Yeah, yeah. I really want to go to Savers sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> you can find a lot of nice stuff. So like my panty cosplay that I did. Yeah. I got everything from Savers. Really? Yeah. I never would have guessed. That's yeah. awesome. My skirt I got from Savers, and a sh- I got a shirt that was a little bit oversized, and I just modified it. Wow. I, I feel bad because, like, the f- the f- my first um, idea when having to, like, think, okay, I need to get this and this and this is to look on Amazon, and my last resort to- for getting something for Kineticon was going to Savers, and it's like, it should be the other way around, right? Because, like, Savers is a lot cheaper. Well, it also, are you near Savers? There's one nearby. There's yeah. one, like, 15 minutes oh, away. Oh, okay, so. I wasn't sure. But I wasn't yeah. sure, because so, there is a Savers, like, 10 minutes away from my house, so I usually go there first, but if I can't find it, Amazon. But I know for, like, some people, they probably don't have, like, a Savers or anything, like, really close by. Right. So. Well, Salvation Army, um, Goodwill, those still yeah. apply as well. Savers is, I think we just reference a lot more because it's a lot bigger. Yeah. So, especially in the clothes department. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, like, definitely utilizing secondhand stores, great resource. Um, I never did, like, any yard sale, but I suppose that, that wouldn't be the worst yeah. place for, like, finding stuff. Because sometimes... I don't know, because I feel like for yard sales, they don't really have, like, well, at least for, like, the clothing part. Maybe right. for, like, a prop part, maybe, but... That's true. Um, another thing that's I always use, even if I don't buy from there, but, like, getting ideas of how to make something or acquire something, it's going on Amazon. Do a bunch of research there, mm-hmm. you know, um, what clothing might exist. Because sometimes you see this, like, okay, straight up, this, this anime clothing does not exist. I'm going to have to take something and modify it to make it, you know, exist, you know? So yep. sometimes I'll go on Amazon... What is like? What's the closest type of shirt that I can find, or what type of shirt should I be hunting for? Yeah. You know, um, like for instance, one time I was looking for a shirt that's got like, not it's not a V neck, it's got like a mini V in it. I don't even know what that was. Like it turned out it's like a Henley shirt. It's like okay, okay. so I need to, to find cheap places that has a Henley shirt. You know, I found that information on Amazon by looking up those types of shirts. So mm-hmm. it's like, cool. Um, another the great thing to do. Um, that's definitely if and it's again it's another skill that you have to learn but it'll definitely save you a lot of money is learning how to dye things yeah. so sometimes it's a lot easier to yeah. find something in white than the than the crazy color that you need and then just get the dye which honestly if you do it right the first time is only five bucks yeah super cheap you want to know how hard it is to find red overalls for men yeah very <laughs> yeah. i had to dye white overalls but you helped me with that and it yeah. was like a lot easier as opposed to trying to figure out if women would Women's size would wear, like, yeah, wear that. Right. Yeah. So I've done that for several pieces because same thing. You know, I found like, oh, I found the perfect piece, but it doesn't come in the color that I need. So yeah. I'll keep searching for that perfect color because even though like dyeing is cheaper, sometimes I just rather not. But I mean, honestly, dyeing yeah. isn't that hard. It just takes time. So yeah, which I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm really lazy too, and it's bothersome when you dye something and then it slowly starts to lose its color after you wash it. So yeah, yeah. but you can always redye it. Yeah, most <laughs> still lazy. So hey, look, yeah. we're talking about budget. Yeah, yeah budget <laughs> durability. That's a whole other conversation. Obviously, always <laughs> shoot for that. But um, sometimes uh, another thing that's really useful. Um, oh, I was going to say, in regards to durability, sometimes in long term it is cheaper to make things, uh, make sure things are done right. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, things like trying to use a less hot glue, or trying to make sure that your things are primed properly so you're not using so much paint you know Mm -hmm. i have a story about hot glue do it (laughs) don't we all but yes go ahead (laughs) 
So in Kineticon, I think it was 2016, I had made Impa from Hyrule Warriors. And this was before I discovered Context Cement. So everything, all my armor pieces were always made out of hot glue. I don't know if you're familiar with Kineticon, but it's hot. (laughs) It's during July. Yeah, it's during July, really hot. And my belt, I guess with, like, the heat and, like, my body heat and everything, the hot glue, like, reactivated. So my belt just fell apart. No. So that was fun. So now I never use hot glue. For, like, maybe if... If you're, it's for like a like a winter con or like spring con when it's not hot. Yeah, that's fine. Well, but if so, it's <laughs> well, even if it's not for a warm con, sometimes when you store it, it can get warm because it's in like an enclosed space. So yeah. let's say you put it in like a plastic box, you just have it in storage for the summer, it's gonna get hot. Yeah. You know, so things like hot glue is durability wise not great at all. Yeah, maybe um, for like a like an accessory or something, but not something that's, that's gonna be like close thing. to your body, like mm-hmm. a belt. It's, but yeah, anything. Yeah, belt's a really bad example because not only is it like for clothing, but it's also for um, holding something up. Yeah, so anything strenuous whatsoever, not the best for. I'm worried because I just used hot glue on my belt, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not to hold anything up. It's just the belt. Okay, you know. it's like an accessory kind of. Yeah, so it's my yeah, tool the, belt. Yeah, my belt was more of an accessory kind of thing, but it was still like it was a pretty big belt because it was made out of foam. Mm-hmm. It was. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely <laughs> use contact cement. I also recommend super glue. Specifically, there's a lot of different types of super glue out there. The the one that I use, um, I think it's like it's the professional grade gel. Is and it acetate? No, 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 no. From from Loctite. Um, it's just a specific Loctite thing. And you know, I've shown you. The yeah, same I thing. have it. Yeah. So it's just the professional grade stuff. It comes and it's a gel specifically. And it's I think it's the most expensive one there. And that's kind of how you know it's one of the better ones. Um, it also comes in a normal bottle. It doesn't come in any fancy like squeeze bottles. So like stay away from those. Those are usually more expensive only because of the bottles and not because of the quality of the stuff. So yes, yeah, the mm-hmm. professional grade stuff. Um, and it's I say it's the most expensive, but it's still only like five bucks for a little bottle, and it's worth paying the extra dollar or two for stuff that actually works better. Mm-hmm. And it's super quick drying too. So like it dries within a minute or less. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes faster depending on what you put it on. But yeah. that stuff I've used for for clothing, for armor, even though it's not the best thing to use for armor. You should really be using bark for armor whenever you can. Mm-hmm. But um but I've def- it definitely works for armor and for especially for accessories. It's great for the little nitty gritty things. Um but yeah, obviously just like that with any other type of especially super glue, make sure you get it right the first time because it's very hard to get off when you mess it up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I uh I had to have some finger armor. And I had to glue it onto my glove, but I made the mistake of wearing the glove so that it would stick, and the glue went through the glove and stuck to my fingernails. Oh, so no. I, uh, that was a fun time trying to get it off. Yeah. But I survived, and I still have all my fingernails. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, definitely be careful because, especially super glue, tends to generate heat when you put pressure on it while it's drying. Mm-hmm. Also, another word of advice I'm stupid. So. <laughs> That's your word of advice. More specifically, I was trying to a uh, trying to stick something to my st- skin for a cosplay. Don't use super glue. It's a bad idea. I did it. Direct it to your skin. <laughs> yep, dude. Um, I told you. I'm stupid. I forgot about that. That was a while ago. That was two years ago. But you know, still an adult. I'm still responsible. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, also, as far as like tips, when we were talking about foam. 
what's Alex? What's the best places to get foam? Oh my goodness. Um, when I first started out, I was just trying to figure out what foam was and how to find it. Um, I mostly like to buy mine from Hobby Lobby. I usually get them in like uh, rectangles. Because um, then you can use the coupon. Yeah, I, yeah, I can <laughs> use the coupon, yeah. But yeah, I want. I like to go there. Um, I was talking to somebody recently, last week actually, and they order a lot of their cosplay foam from um, TNT Cosplay Supplies. I yeah. love TNT I really want to buy stuff from there because I haven't done it yet, and I know they come in like huge rolls and different thicknesses, and yep. there's no texture on one side because I usually buy the floor mats from like Lowe's or Home Depot, and mm -hmm. that usually has texture that you have to sand off. Mm -hmm. um, but that's like the the it's more expensive to buy that I think um, because it is like twenty dollars for four for uh, um, puzzle pieces but if you go to Harbor Freight there's there's none near us but they have like I think eight for twenty dollars so it's double the right. foam for you know, and even if you go to like Hobby Lobby um, you know you can use a coupon can use a coupon well. and it's it's like a dollar twenty seven for I forget what the size is. I could like go get my ruler and stuff. I have some right now. Yeah. But it's a, it's a pretty good size and you can always glue everything together. But if you want to get something that you don't want to have seam lines and stuff, I'd suggest going to TNT Cosplay Supplies because they have it in full on rolls that you can use for large cosplays. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't actually bought anything from there yet. So nice. The quality is so nice. <laughs> yeah. I got the... Um, high density foam, so it's like not as um, flexible, but I mostly use that for my headpiece for Pussycat Midoriya. Ooh. So, so it's stuff that you need to be more firm. Yeah. You know? so Good to know, because well, that's a very like angular type thing. Yeah. Well, they have several thicknesses. Yeah, they, they have, have several thicknesses, and they do, I think, have like a thicker foam, but that one was like high density, so it wasn't... I think they go from like two millimeter to 10 millimeter. Um, yeah. Nice. The foam that I usually buy from Lowe's is uh, considered 10 millimeter, I believe. Yeah. But you can also get something that's a little bit thinner uh, from TNT. Nice. And it's... Which is nice, because sometimes that format is just a tad too thick. Yeah, sometimes, mm -hmm. you, like, the foam that I get, it's either too thin or it's too thick. You want to have something right in the middle, so... Nice. Yeah. Um, so we talked about great places to find clothes, great places to find uh, foam. Um, which is going to be a good bulk of your cosplays in general. Um, good place to find fabric, obviously. Um, use those coupons. Um, but um, usually, so if I've got a cosplay and, you know, for instance, I don't sew, so I'll take something and modify it. If there's a shirt, you know, that has some stuff on it, I'll buy a shirt and then work from there, you know. Um, so usually, um, and to be honest, sometimes it's, it's way cheaper to, like, say, buy an existing clothing rather than making it from scratch yep. depending on what it's made out of and what you're trying to do and just time and just, so like sometimes it's just not worth making say a t-shirt you know sometimes it's worth oh just yeah no <laughs> so some people do do that um but yeah so um what i always love doing is starting on amazon and seeing what's on there using it for a reference and also, basically, I know that Amazon can always ship me stuff super quickly. Mm -hmm. And I know that they'll at least have decent prices. They won't always have the best. Sometimes stuff there is super cheap, but only in like select areas, and it's never really consistent. For yeah. instance, I can find some really cheap shoes there, but I can't find cheap boots there. You're better off finding boots somewhere else. So yeah. it's like really oddly specific. But the more you use Amazon, they'll know the more you'll be aware of when to go to Amazon for something and where to go somewhere else for it. But what's nice about Amazon is that you can look at it wherever you are, and it's quick. So if you start there, 
you get familiar with what's available to you online, then it's like, okay, that's my baseline. That's what I have to be price-wise. And I also know that Amazon can ship to me in two days. So I know that even if it's two days away, I can still get the stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So say you find a pair of boots. It's like, that's what I need, but it's really expensive. I'm gonna put that in my cart and leave it there. And in the meantime, go scouting other places to see where else I can find it. Um, Walmart also, uh, and Target, great place to find really cheap clothing that is new. Um, depending on what you do, it could also even be cheaper than going to places like Savers, you know, depending on the type of clothing that you're looking for. Yeah. Because sometimes their own brand stuff is like super cheap. You know, you want a blank t-shirt, you can get one there, like three, four dollars. You know, like yeah. it's super, super even cheap. like Michael's or something, they always have like this plain t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, um, you dye and stuff. Mm, yeah. Hobby Lobby is really great for finding trains and stuff like that. If yeah. you're looking for access, in fact, I've seen that depending on the type of jewelry or stuff, like if you're looking to make up straight up jewelry, I would say Joann's. But if you're looking to make any sort of like funky trinket or accessory, I say Hobby Lobby has more of the quirky type of stuff mm -hmm. and less traditional stuff that you just won't find at Joann's. Yeah. Um, but price wise, they're honestly about the same, especially since they both have basically the same coupons. So mm -hmm. either or, whatever's more convenient, you know. Um, also, if you don't have enough money for like um, like fabric and like sewing stuff, I suggest taking like the existing like jacket or something that you have and then modifying it by actually using um, fabric paint. That's what mm -hmm. I did for some of my cosplays. And you know, that's a lot easier because I don't know how to sew and it would have taken a long time to figure that out. So instead just, you know, drew a pattern out and then just painted it nonstop until it stuck there. So yes, yeah. I think it, it's cheaper and it's easier to understand yeah. sometimes. Another important thing to consider when if you, when it basically when push comes to shove and say you don't have enough money to make this entire cosplay, there is clever ways to get around and focus on the most important bits. For instance, honestly, it's not that important to focus anything that's angled down. No one's going to yeah. really notice your shoes too much as long as it's not like blaringly like not anything. But for instance, if your character has black boots and instead you wear black shoes, honestly, as big of a difference it may seem, not maybe people are going to notice because no one's really looking at your feet. Yeah, and most people don't take pictures of cosplayers with their shoes. Yeah, well, very few pictures end up actually being full body. You mm -hmm. know? So unless, if, uh, obviously, if you're being a perfectionist, I can understand how that's annoying. But if budget is your main focus, look to save money feet first. Also things, if your character says, has a cape, you know, for instance, I've done this with my Roy cosplay. Roy's got this chest piece armor that also goes on his back. But the thing is, is that Roy has a cape and that goes over anything that's on his back. So even though it's technically there, no one's going to be looking under my cape. So anything that's on the back, I just didn't worry about because no one's going to see it. And I save myself a lot of money and time by not worrying about this stuff. So be very aware of what people are actually going to see, what's actually worth your time, you know? If anything's on your back, even if something is there on the back that's not coming up, maybe just not worry about it. It may not be the biggest deal, you know? Yeah. Um, wigs is something that we should talk about. Now, um, it's very easy to find cheap wigs at Amazon um, and also other places like Party City. However, something that I've been told, which is fantastic advice, never get any wig that's associated or has Halloween in the name. Oh, yeah, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> please never, don't. Never. It is going to be absolute trash and you're not even saving yourself that much money. Yeah. So Amazon, you can find wigs 10 to $20 for. They're very hit or miss. 
I will say that. Please pay attention. Even for, like, AliExpress or any other site, pay attention to, like, the reviews and stuff. Absolutely. Um, because one thing that you're going to find with these wigs, and I have with some of the, the less pleasant wigs that I've gotten from them, is the amount of wefts. Even if the, the, the plastic fiber quality is great, sometimes you'll see that they'll have very sparsely put their wefts. Um, so basically, when I make the decision to go to Amazon or something more expensive, is it depends on the hairstyle. If I need a wig and I need to style it in a way that it isn't naturally currently in, then I need to make sure I go for something that's more expensive. Because mm -hmm. if you see a wig, sometimes the way the wefts are laid out, they've saved money to make it cheaper in the first place by only adding in the wefts that's needed for its current state. If you start moving them to the side or you stand it up or like style it in a weird way, you might see that it was just never made for that type of thing, you know? And yeah. you're going to have a lot of visible, like, um, I don't know what you call the thing under it. Um, um, the whole blanking out. Lace? Yeah, the, you're going to see your lace. lace. What? I'm blanking out. Yeah, yeah we'll go with that. Wig cap? You see, you see your wig cap, you see the lace, you'll see your own hair in some instances as well, and it just won't look good, you know? I have wigs where... I had the un, uh, unfortunate, like, oh, wow, this didn't come with nearly as many wefts as I saw, and I had to get very creative of how I styled it to avoid all those patches of just missing hair, basically, mm -hmm. you know? So definitely something to consider. If you're looking to really style something heavy, I would not recommend going for an Amazon wig. I'd recommend for going something at least uh, Art Wig level. No, Art Wig makes some great quality. Or Epic Cosplay. Epic Cosplays as well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just don't have as much experience with them. Yeah, I never bought anything from Epic Cosplay, but a lot of my friends have, and they okay. said it's like a good alternative to Arda. And those are going to be your thirty-plus dollar range ones. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. If you're looking for cheap wigs, those are the places to go. Because um, yeah, like I said, like there's so many like wigs. It's such like it's it's it seems like it's easy to cheap out on, but really, it's one of the things that can really yeah. make a difference. You know. Yeah, I'd say put the money in the wig. Yeah. Which is why you should check out our sponsor Hero Hair if you want the <laughs> highest quality wigs out there. Obviously not budget, but if if quality is something you're after, that is the best place to go. So yeah, um, yeah. So obviously those are all great things. And then um, that's that's about it as far as like money saving tips goes for wigs that I can think of. Yeah. Um, obviously when it comes to things like say glasses, don't get real glasses. You can get fake glasses for super cheap. I think that's a great yeah. outlet for Amazon to go to. Unless you actually need prescription glasses, in which case I highly recommend <laughs> buying the glasses in the style that you want. Mm. I did that and it was fantastic. Also, speaking of glasses, color contacts are super fun and really take your cosplay to the next level. However, ultimately, if you're on a budget, just never think about it. There really isn't a cheap solution to getting cheap contacts. They're always going to be at like at least $30. Yeah, because you don't want to get cheap contacts. You yeah. don't want to mess up your eyes yeah. just That's to be on a budget. Great, great point. So yeah, it's better not to risk it and just honestly, at the end of the day, not many people are going to know it. You know, even if it's something like say Mina from My Hair Academia mm -hmm. where she's got like scleras, it's yeah. not going to be the end of the world if you don't have those contacts, yeah. you know? It's scary as it might seem, you know? So, yeah. Um, Let's see. When it comes to props, um, obviously, um, the biggest thing that you got to make sure is that things are in regulation with cons. The last thing you want to yes. do is spend a lot of time and money into a prop that you can't bring into a convention. That's happened to us and our friends yeah. many times. Has it really? Oh, yeah. Um, our friend, and actually his brother, um, see, say Uncle Crow, he makes a lot of wood props. Oh, and yeah. we went to Rhode Island Comic Con, and he had the transforming scythe from Ruby for yeah. uh, Crow. 
and they wouldn't allow it in because it was wood. Yeah. Um, oh. And it was really funky on if he could bring it in, if he couldn't, and they kind of went back and forth in that, and it was just, it was not fun to the point where he didn't feel like coming back at all just because it was too much of a hassle. Yeah. Definitely be careful about things like wood because it is very back and forth depending on the convention you go to. However, things that you can always de depend on being allowed is foam and PVC. PVC yeah. is great for anything structure that you need. Um, you can, you do have some flexibility with bending it if you heat it up. However, it's not the best thing, but it is doable. Um, and you can also get thinner things of PVC. I know when we're thinking PVC, you're thinking like the big white tubes, but if you go to like Home Depot or Lowe's, you can get the much smaller like electrical like type tubes yeah. um, that are much more flexible and um, are great structure wise. Say if you need to make a sword, using that as your bone to craft foam around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So great stuff there. And then that stuff is all cheap. When it comes to doing like props stuff like that, I think it's always a great idea to, to peruse around a Home Depot or Lowe's to get like sometimes a lot of like finding the cheapest stuff is just doing a lot of scouting and just yep. and the and what's so great is that the more you become familiar with stores, Hobby Lobby, Joann's, Walmart, Target, Home Depot, Lowe's, Amazon, Savers, the more you look at these places, the better idea of you have in your head of what places you go to for what certain things and the better like idea and more familiarity you have with these stores is really going to help when it comes for something budget wise because sometimes you find the perfect thing at one place but then you realize that you can make something just as perfect for half the price in another place mm -hmm. sometimes the uh, sometimes like the cheap stuff doesn't come at you right away yeah. you know um What's some of the bigger like money cuts that you've made in a cosplay? Rather than going one for one thing, you've done this solution. Uh, honestly, I I don't think about it that much, but I think sometimes it is actually just making it myself as opposed to buying it. Because, mm -hmm. uh, well, for example, I wanted to cosplay Jean Arc back several years back, mm -hmm. and I saw I looked at the um, like the pre-made cosplays that you could buy online, that sort of thing. And it didn't look that great, and and yet it was like, like a hundred bucks or something like that. And I thought to myself, you know what? It's literally just pants, hoodie, and then armor. Let's just make the armor, and then I'll be all set. So sometimes it's cheaper to buy the cosplay. Sometimes it's cheaper just to make it. So mm -hmm. yeah. What about you? What what's some of the what's one of some of your most proudest like money saving? Oh jeez. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, lately, I've been like just like thrifting my own cosplays. Which is honestly a pro move. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said with your last one, I never would have assumed that was like all from like Savers. Seriously. Yeah. All of it. Um, yeah. For Pandy's skirt, shirt was from Savers. I already had the shoes. I got the wig from a friend. The only thing I actually bought was the hat. It was from Amazon. Nice. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, another one that I have is that um, using some stuff that you use for one cosplay for another cosplay too. I've used the same boots for like two I've or three cosplays. That. I've done that. And it helps so That's much. That's a great, great tip yeah, right there. Yeah, it's fantastic. And otherwise, just like using w regular shoes. Like you said, it doesn't matter too much. When it gets down to your feet, it's like... That's 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 yeah. the last, last uh, yeah. point. Um, it's also... Um, great and then that's another great thing is that when you invest just a little bit more in your wigs it tends to be a great investment long term because sometimes then you can find that you can reuse them for more things yep i've so, definitely done that yeah especially so. if it's, I mean, unless it's like a heavily styled wig then yeah that's one thing 
I always try to buy wigs that I can see myself using again. Mm, for sure. Um, something that's um, also pretty great is that, like, I think sometimes when you look at an object, you get too focused on getting that exact object. For instance, for President Mike, I needed a belt that was like a brick type color and that was studded. That just really doesn't exist. And yeah. I spent way too much time looking for that exact thing online. And I realized, okay, what I really should do, get a plain white belt that has the belt buckle that looks similar to it, buy studs separately, paint the buckle, and stud it. And that's what I did. It ended up being great because it ended up being way more perfect for what I was looking for rather than settling something that was close enough, you know? Yeah. Um, and then um, it was way cheap. Like, getting the studs was just like, I don't know, like five bucks for like a hundred studs. I have more studs than I know what to do with now. Yep, that's <laughs> another thing. It was like studs or even like um, Google guys because people use Google guys for like um, armor making yeah. and stuff to make like the rivets. Yeah. You're always going to get a lot more than you actually need. So it's like good to like save. Oh yes. yeah. Don't be a hoarder, but definitely don't throw out even small scraps of things because even if you don't use it for a cosplay, sometimes scraps are great for testing things out. Yes. Yep. Always test things out. <laughs> because something that you'll find is that it's not just enough to buy all the material for a cosplay. You'll need to also have extra for when you mess up. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's just how it happens. Yeah. Very rarely do you get it right on the first try. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, obviously, a great thing for um, saving on cosplays is that if you're not have a, having a specific cosplay in mind, look for cosplays that you already have a lot of stuff ready for. So, for instance, say you have uh, a cosplay that's like has the same color hair as yours or has the same hairstyle, then you don't have to worry about a wig. Or say something that, hey, I know I have that exact pants and belt. My cosplay is already halfway done, or with shoes and stuff like that. Um, it was actually my first year at Gannercon. I had cosplayed um, Robbie Reyes from Ghost Rider, the new oh. Ghost Rider comic, and it was really funny because my hair at the time was exactly the same as Robbie, so it was like short block with a blonde streak. <laughs> I was like, I just need the jacket. I got everything else. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I got. A, I already had a leather jacket that I didn't really wear anymore, so I just mm -hmm. painted like the white stripe and then. Robbie Costley nice. done for a Granite Con. Nice. <laughs> now, one thing I will say about the tip is that yes, use cosplays that utilize your hair, but no, don't make a cosplay with the intention of changing your own hair. That almost never goes to plan because yeah. it is much harder to get. You were as hard as dyeing wigs are, you are better off dyeing a wig than dyeing your own hair to get the color that you want. Yeah. Your hair just has so many more elements with a wig. You're dealing with a flat color. You're dealing with plastic. With hair, you're dealing with natural oils. You're dealing with a different color pigment, you know, so you yeah. can't just throw in a certain color and expect to get a certain result. With wigs, that's different, you know? Yeah. Yeah, with real hair, you never know. Because it, it, a lot of times it doesn't turn out how you want it to be. Oh, never. Uh, nope. So, yeah, definitely don't be like, oh, I can dye my hair for this cosplay. Nope. Don't do it. That's not a money saver solution. That's a mistake solution. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But if your hair is already a certain way and you already know that what you have currently looks great, go for it. That's that's a great way to save some money. Um, what's what's uh, what's some, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm leaving out. There's one thing that I used to do a lot when I was younger, starting out cosplaying, was just to make like a casual version of the character. Mm. So like when I cosplayed Lavi from the Gray Man. I had planned to make his whole outfit. I was like, there's a lot of pleather. I'm not used to pleather. I don't have time. I was gonna do like a casual version. So I just had like a black shirt that matched his style and black jeans or black um, 
pull their pants right. or whatever. So. And that's great because then you basically have built up some of the assets for the full cosplay later on yeah. so that you get kind of more bang for your buck short term, but then also save money in the long term. Yeah. So that's it's good that's for great. the starting point. If you're like, if you find yourself like really slow at making cosplays, mm -hmm. that's how I was. I used to be really, really slow at making cosplays. So yeah. it was like a good transition, I guess. For sure. Sometimes cheap cosplays can be doing something like, say, you want to do my hair co uh, cosplay. Instead of doing one of the pro hair suits, you can get one of the gym suits. Just buy that whole thing. It could be like 60 to $80. And then all you need is some shoes and a wig. You know? Yeah. And basically, congratulations. You are cosplaying a character. You yeah. know? And then you can use that for all the other characters. Too, yeah, so exactly. Get a different wig. Yeah. Yep. So doing different versions of a character is also really important. That could be much easier and more cheaper to accomplish. Mm -hmm. You know, I hate to say it. Sometimes you're going to see a crazy cosplay that there's just not a good budget way of doing it, you know? So sometimes really the best tip I can give you for budgeting cosplaying is finding cosplays that are good for budgeting, you know? Yeah, start out small. Especially Definitely. if you're starting out, you don't want to go too big, too yeah. fast. You're going to get discouraged and then you're not going to want to cosplay ever again. Yeah. And um, yeah, just the best thing is just be creative. Don't... Um, I think one of the biggest things is that you will never be shamed for using weird objects to make your cosplay. For instance, I've done things like, um, oh, I've, I've worn women's clothing and like boots and stuff like that for cosplay. Like, no one cares. We're making our stuff out of crazy stuff. We're all dressing up as weird characters. No one cares if you're wearing women's clothing, if you're a guy, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, like, that's sometimes that's just the cheaper option. You know, like, there isn't a, like, for Roy, he's got like, like blue tights on it's like there's not a lot of like options for like men's like tights and it was just cheaper to get women's to yeah. be honest so this is how it is sometimes you know uh with present mike like shiny rain boots for men just aren't a thing you know yeah. so i found some in women's that for the most part fit me and i just used those so didn't you also use like some sort of uh, radio to for the present mic uh switch box? yeah so that's that's a, thank you for bringing that up so sometimes it is cheaper just straight up buy the object that you're looking to replicate rather than make it yourself. Mm -hmm. For instance, uh, President Mike's box is a great example. He's got these two speakers on the side and he's got this like cassette tape looking thing on the front of it. Um, it's like a switchboard. Yeah. So what I did is that I went on eBay and I found a used old cassette tape and I tore it apart and put it right in there. That thing was like six bucks. Super cheap. Way cheaper than trying to make it out of foam or just other um, trinkets or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, and it saved me so much time, you know, um, you just put the thing right in the phone. Uh, and then for the speakers, rather than trying to make the speakers, which would have been really hard because it's always hard making circular things mm -hmm. out of foam. And then it had like a lot of like, it just had a lot of circles type stuff. It would have been hard. It would take a lot of time. I found some stupid cheap car speakers because I didn't need to worry about the quality. So the look just needed to be there on Amazon for like eight bucks each because they were the small speakers. I didn't need big subwoofers. There was just like small like six eight inch speakers you know so those were like six eight dollars a piece and ultimately i spent like sixteen dollars on those two things and that was super cheap you know um and who knows how much time and foam i would have spent trying to make those otherwise yeah you know um and sometimes you just get really creative like on on that same mic box you know where where it seems like he has the microphone big on, bit on you know it's like a metal mesh dish drainer i got a set of dish drainers for like two bucks you know boom yeah. right there you know it's like that's the best things you know and, um, you know, something that we use all the time for, like, attaching stuff to yourself is, like, buckles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I've used dog collars a lot. It's, like, you'd be surprised. Like, just, like, you don't have to use the traditional 
solution to something for it to work. Yeah. You know, you can use untraditional things, and sometimes those are way more fun. You yeah. Know? Also, magnets. Magnets. That's a good one. Use a lot of magnets. <laughs> those can be really hard to use, though. If you're a beginner, I would not recommend jumping right into magnets yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I haven't used magnets yet. I'm like afraid. <laughs> I was too, and I'm slowly starting to ease into it. So. <laughs> Getting better. Yeah. Um, See anything else? We've covered a lot of ground. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, we've covered like all of the cosplay <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> it's pretty great. Good job, guys. Yeah. Um, or experts. <laughs> I know. Of budging on cosplay. Is that right? Oh, I wouldn't say experts. Oh yeah. Like um, here, here's like uh, another great. And sometimes what's great is that you don't always have to sacrifice. And I, I think this will be a good note to end it on. You don't always have to sacrifice quality for budget. Honestly, I have found great cheap solutions with enough investigating. So if you're willing to put in the time for a certain thing, you can find great solutions to it. Mm -hmm. um, one of my more recent examples is when I was doing my uh, Totoro like cosplay. Um, it was like a casual thing. Oh yeah. And I didn't want to like a cheap thing. Um, first off, I was just gonna get a shirt and have this open fluffy hoodie. Um, but obviously, he's got like the fluffy symbols on his chest. So, um, rather than just like saying like, well, the cheapest way to do it would be just like paint it or draw it on, but then it would look very different compared to the nice fluffy textured hoodie that I have. You know, it's not just a gray hoodie, it's like actually fluffy. Um, so what I did is like, okay, what's the cheapest things I found? It's like, obviously if I was to like, the, if I had a limited budget, the thing I would do is just buy a second one of those and cut it up and use it for those emblems. Obviously, that'd be really, really expensive, you know. Yeah. So the the jacket was the bulk of the budget of that cosplay as it was, because um, there's I didn't find any way to get around that other than making myself, which I couldn't do. So sometimes you just have to take a loss here and there, but and then save money elsewhere. So for this, I was looking at options and I was wandering around Walmart. It's like, okay, what things? And sometimes you just walk around Walmart for a long time, like just just look at like any type of department that you think could have anything really you'd be so surprised where you could go to find stuff you know i went through so much of walmart just defining all my options and i was like okay well i went to bedding it's like i found some pillows and i was like okay these pillows are like half the cost of that jacket and they've got a similar like fluffy texture it's like okay cool but they were still like 15 dollars. like i think you could do better because also it's important to like for how big of a portion of your cosplay is versus the cost is also important mm -hmm. this is a small piece of the cosplay sure i want to do it well but also keep that in mind for how much time and money that you're spending into it making it look so good so mm -hmm. 15 dollars to me wasn't worth that small piece so i kept looking then i found like ooh, these towels okay not as not as quite as thick as i want to but those are cheaper you know those are like like four or five dollars you know it's like mm, i think i'd rather spend just a little bit more to get just the right texture you know um and then while looking at towels i found bath mats and specifically um, toilet covers that had a fluffier <laughs> texture, but uh, and it was the same color as the jacket, and they came in also came in much smaller quantities because I was like, if I had a pillow where I got the towel, I'd be ultimately only using a very small part of that, so I'd be wasting a lot. It's like I think I don't need as much. Maybe there's a cheaper way to have less. And the the smallest form I could find of this was the toilet seat cover. You know, I ended up mm -hmm. using about a third of that, but it had the right texture, it had the right color, and it ultimately matched really well for the thing. Yeah, it seems weird cutting up a toilet cover to use and gluing yeah. to your shirt, but like ultimately when you put it together, it looks great. And like you shouldn't be ashamed just because like oh yeah, I'm using this weird thing to match. It's like that's just how cosplay works sometimes, and it's fun, you yeah. know. Yeah, I did something similar. 
um, to make my gloves for Midoriya, for my Pussycat Midoriya. So fur tends to be expensive. Mm. <laughs> yes. So I was in Hobby Lobby. I decided to look through the rugs instead. Nice. So I found a white fluffy rug that I bought. Polly's quite, it was quite big, more a lot more than I actually needed. Yeah. But I got the job done. Nice. And I kind of want to remake the gloves just because I can do, I, now that I'm like familiarized with like sewing yeah. fur, I know I can make them better. And I just sure. have the fabric to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really helpful because I've been considering cosplaying now for me from Rise of the Shield Hero or Rising of the Shield Hero. And he has like armor with fur lining. <laughs> I don't want to buy fur like from yeah. Joanne's or anything like that. So just a rug. Yeah. I might just buy a rug. There you go. Yeah. It's and that's honestly it's one of my favorite parts is piecing together just these random solutions for stuff. Yeah, um, every time I go out, I no matter where I am, I'm always like looking, mm -hmm. I'm always observing. It was like, what can I make out of that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you use it from wherever. Like you'd be so surprised and never feel weird about using a certain thing that it's not for its intended purpose a purpose honestly i just find that cool you know like yeah. you go to a gym and you see the foam floor mats and you're just like mm, yeah. like <laughs> <with> you. <laughs> you see like patterns yeah. in it like mm, <laughs> <that up. laughs> yeah um i guess the one last thing that we have talked about is tools what's it you've you've used like a lot of those like dremels and stuff like that where's the best resources for saving yeah. that um I if you're starting out, I don't re recommend buying the like the the highest brand out there like the Dremel. Like I usually just look for rot rotary tools online and see okay which ones have good reviews, which ones have bad reviews. Um, that's what helped me a lot. Or I just go to a like a, a discount hardware store mm. where you can buy just like cheaper ones. See how it works. My first Dremel was like twenty bucks and it lasted me for. I think two years. Nice. So which, that's not bad, you know. Um, um, yeah, it just, a lot of the tools are kind of just the same as long as you have like a, uh, a good, um, like a sharpening, uh, like a whetstone or something like that. Keeps makes your it, stuff last a lot longer. Lasts mm -hmm. a lot longer, so that makes it a lot cheaper. Um, and just box cutters and exacto um, knives you can just get regular ones. It doesn't have to be a very specific brand. Some of them might be better than other others, but you know, I just don't really hmm. care that much. <laughs> I like so, a lot of the stuff that I have. They just work fine. You know? Yeah. What have you found? Have you done much research on like sewing machines and what's cheap? No, um, not sewing machines because <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently you. I use my grandma's sewing machine. Mm -hmm. She had since forever. It's an old sewing machine. I think she had it since I was born, before right. I was born. And it still works fine, so I'm not going right. to buy a new... Well, I guess that goes with the point that if you're with somebody or you're with your family that has a sewing machine, it's worth learning how to use it. Yeah. Because it can ultimately save you a lot of money, you know? Yeah. So. If it ain't broke, don't get a new one. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, re use your resources, resources yeah. 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 You know? Oh, so, sorry. Yeah, go um, for it. For, like, exacto knives and stuff. You can get them really cheap for less than a dollar at Walmart. Like yeah. those red mm -hmm. ones, you can get them less than a dollar. I every time I go to Walmart, I get, I get like five of them. <laughs> nice. I'm I feel bad because I didn't realize this, but a lot of the um, uh, box cutters that you get, if if it's like a really long one that goes into the handle and comes out, and you see these lines at an angle on it, those are lines that show that you can actually 
like break off the top piece oh, and yeah, then you use the next one. I didn't realize that and I feel bad because I've wasted so many blades now, but like that's something that if the tip of your uh, blade gets dull and you can't sharpen it at all, you can just go on to the next one. Because right. if you're someone who does foam cosplays, that stuff goes fairly quickly if you're yeah. constantly yeah, cutting. Exactly. It is kind of tough if you're not strong like me to like break off the tip or if you're like a baby like me. <laughs> that's when you get pliers. Just get pliers. Yeah. <laughs> True. Cool. Pliers um, and uh, eye protection. Yeah. Wear eye protection, please, no matter what. <laughs> I keep figuring that I wear glasses, so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely protected. I'm no, uh, no, no, no. Glasses, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I think that really covers everything. You know. Yeah. It's and this is all, by the way. We all started from nothing. All we started with was not knowing how to do much, but also not having a lot of money. So. <laughs> yeah, I started with cardboard and duct tape, people. Okay. Yeah. So you know. I started out with modifying clothes. I, my first cos. My very first costume was. Ripped up jeans and a ripped t-shirt. Yeah. Actually, I started from borrowing other people's stuff, so <laughs> that's also good for a cosplay budget. Yeah. I, did, other I didn't know anyone, any cosplayers when I started, when I started out. Boy, has that changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That made a lot of friends. Oh, the turns of tables. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, hopefully we gave you some valuable advice if you're looking to save money on making your cosplays. Um, obviously the best thing you can do for yourself is lots of research like you're doing right now listening to this is counting as research so congratulations you're already on your way you're but welcome. continue asking for other cosplay advice like I said feel free just to have a lot of scouting just like being familiar with their stores and what they have available being familiar with what's online and what's available not just availability for products but for prices um, so that way you know when something is a good price and when something is a bad price Using reviews online, super helpful for knowing that you're getting something that will actually last more than one convention, you know. However, I will say for something like, say, shoes, if you're getting shoes specifically for a cosplay, as long as they don't fall apart immediately, you don't care about getting, like, the $5 Walmart shoes because you're only going to use them, like, five times. So yeah. you don't have to worry about super durability, just making sure the stuff that can actually make it through a little bit of basic wear and tear, you mm -hmm. know. And that comes more with the homemade things and the stuff that you're buying for the most part. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I have one more thing. Go for it. I love it. <laughs> ask around. Ask other cosplayers. Yes. Ask for help, please. <laughs> if another, if you see like on Instagram another cosplayer cosplaying someone that you want to work on, ask them how they're making it, because a lot of times it could help. It could mm -hmm. be like a cheaper option than what yeah. you were originally thinking of. If you're trying to make something ask someone how they made it and maybe they've made it a very cheap way you know sometimes yeah. you think like wow they it looks so like expensive like i don't know how they found it it's like well sometimes they just made it and they found a really good technique of making it and what's great is that if they're open to sharing that information they can save you a lot of the mistakes that they made that made it cost it more for them to make yeah i think that a lot of us could say that we can make a lot of our cosplays cheaper if we were to go back and make them now yeah you know i will say people are busy yeah. they have lives so they probably won't answer right away. And if that's, sometimes you know, they don't even answer at all. Right. But sometimes it's great to be involved with groups, you yeah. know, Facebook groups of cosplayers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, catching them in person is usually better. You know, if you're yeah. stopping someone for a photo and they have a piece that you want to know more about, asking about that piece that you're they're usually pretty open to talking about it. Um, but yeah, asking is free. So yes. <laughs> great cost saving advice right there. Yep. So yeah, cool. 
Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of Causecast. Be sure to check us out at geekkind.tv and to, sh uh, to follow us on all of our social platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that great stuff. And um, yeah, uh, thanks for joining us, guys. This was really fun. Yeah. Glad to have you on again. Glad to have you back, Alex. Thank you. Glad to be back. <laughs> I've always been here. <laughs> I never left. All right. Bye. I come to Dunkin' for something topped, toasty, and tasty. Because days like this deserve a toast. I can celebrate today with a bacon-topped avocado toast. It's got rich, creamy avocado on top of toasted sourdough bread with crumbled cherry wood smoked bacon and everything bagel seasoning, all perfectly packed to go. Or I can cheers to a grilled cheese melt filled with white cheddar and American cheese or layered with savory black forest ham. If you're done with your toast, your order's ready. Yeah! Toast your way all day at Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Uh, been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price.